Welcome to the Wonderland. A podcast with coaches Amanda Jones and Alex Linares. Listen in as they drop down the rabbit hole to explore reality, suffering and awakening. Leave your worries and fears behind and get ready for a taste of the Wonderland. Welcome to episode 44 of The Wonderland, In Pursuit of Dreams as the Dream. I'll start with this quote from one of my favorite books in a really long time. I read it a bit ago, but it, it's still top top of mind for me. And uh, it's by Boyd Barty. Uh, the book is The Lion Tracker's Guide mm-hmm. to Life. And he's quoting Joseph Campbell. And he says, Joseph Campbell says... If you can see your whole life path laid out, then that is not your life's path. Mm. We don't get trails fully laid out. We get tremendous unknowns. And if we're lucky, first tracks. And then next first tracks. Wow. (gasps) So I just love, I love the setup of of that. First of all, I think that's an amazing read if, if this is something that you're interested in. interested in exploring, you know, this whole phenomenon that we experience of dreaming of a future, of dreaming of ourselves in in a future as a different person or in a different set of circumstances. I think this, this book really does a great job at describing the natural process of, of that, right. And, and what feels like us following that, um, and I also wanted to bring this topic. It actually came up during the holidays with with my mom. And uh, she just said something that stuck with me. And it just really had me reflect on my relationship with dreaming and goal setting and, and how that has shifted for me because it hasn't gone away, right? Yeah. And I think that was the, the fear and the fear mm. that we often face with uh, a lot of our coaching clients that when they hear a certain message, what they hear is that, what if then I won't want anything? I'll just sit there and I'll let life pass me by and tolerate the circumstances Mm -hmm. that I don't find ideal. And, you know, all these stories that the mind will come up with um, when, when you think about not chasing, actively chasing this future, right? Um, As if you were doing it anyway, right? And um, so the conversation with my mom and and what really hit me was the words that she used. So she's just she she's just one of these people that has like an amazing way of and I'll use the word manifesting very loosely here, but she'll have something very specific in mind, and then she'll just go after it in like a really light, fun way. Like she's like, I want this, or I want to find this, or I want to go to this place, and then she just has this energy around it and. What she said to me in Spanish was, yo persigo sueños, which means I pursue dreams. But the word persigo has that tracking, that kind of like chasing after energy in Spanish. Mm -hmm. And I just loved, and it just came to mind, this book, right? This lion tracker, Mm -hmm. because it was just this like, oh, like dreams is this like wild animal that we get to see in nature 
And then we get really interested. Mm-hmm. And then this energy comes into it um, that is very different than that seeking energy that we get when we think our happiness depends on That's getting there. the distinction right there. Yeah. And um, so, you know, this is going to go um, out into the world. This podcast will be out into the world the third week of February. A lot of people are in kind of that hangover <laughs> of our cultural New Year's resolution of like being a new person. So I just wanted to bring this topic. Mm. Um, You know, I think the timing is great and and something I really love talking about. I love that quote from the book. And I've been working with a beautiful client who has brought these questions about goals to our sessions. And it seems that the... The main kind of fly in the ointment with pursuing goals and dreams is whether it's a promise of happiness and fulfillment and okayness for the self idea, or if it's the exhilaration and interest of tracking a wild being, a wild animal, and how that is, that it is distinctly different feeling to it and how the former has a sort of victim-y kind of scared, frightened, stilted energy to it. Kind of almost like, I don't know. I don't, I can't see. I don't know how to do this. I don't trust myself to follow through or any number of things like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just maybe working towards seeing that wild beast that you're tracking as as a not not so much as a promise but as an expression of being alive and having this unstoppable urge to experience something that just occurred to you to that looks cool to do yeah yeah, and, and you know, I, I remember when I first kind of started exploring this and, and noticed the shifting, it wasn't really an active thing that I was practicing. It was just I noticed that my relationship with dreaming and goals was shifting as other things in my life were shifting. And the first thing I started to notice was the quality of dreaming and the quality of a dream in the future and how much in common it has with a nighttime dream and just really playing around with like, what, what does this future dreaming feel like? And there's this kind of nebulous, mm-hmm. you know, shimmery feeling to that movie that's playing in my mind. And then I see myself as myself then, you know, in this future mm-hmm. time and that feels solid. And then it was just fascinating to see the similarities, right. Of, of this, um, uh, occurrence, right, of this phenomena of of images kind of exploding in in mm. this head region, <laughs> the mind theater. Uh, yeah, the mind theater, and how much of that is in common with the nighttime nighttime dreams, including believing it, right? Including Believe believing that it that is possible, that yeah. that is somewhere, and that that is reachable mm. as it shows up in mm-hmm. our mind theater. It's the same mind theater. At night and the, during the day. Now, do you think 
and I, I guess this is kind of an obvious question, but maybe the impetus to follow a dream or to reach a goal or to work towards tracking that animal is for the feeling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that is the biggest realization for me was that at every single point of this chasing, whether that was, you know, coming from the wasteland or from the wonderland, what was being chased was a feeling. And, and, you know, I, a few other big things that I realized was that there was no one doing the dreaming. And this is big because to, to me, this was big because I felt like I needed to stop that because there was a lot of pain mm-hmm. associated with the illusions that mm-hmm. that were being seen and experienced and and desired so I felt like I had to stop that and then realizing that no one was doing it in the first place released yeah. this me right released this energy of like having to do something about it and then the other part that still blows my mind when when it settles in different ways is that the only thing that I can ever dream as a future is made of my past. Mm-hmm. And to really see that in action, to see that what I believe to be a big dream, a small dream at whatever qualifier is only made of what right. has been seen, experienced, and what has been known. Mm-hmm. It's just a really humbling process to, to really be in awe of then everything else beyond that. <laughs> that is a possibility that I have no way of imagining. Oh. Yes. You just reminded me of that quote that you texted me and we both kind of uh, became in, unintelligible and unable to communicate. <laughs> said, um, everything is memory and there is no past. Yeah. Everything is memory and there is no past. I mean... I don't know what that is. It's already scrambling right now. So I don't know what to say about it, but (laughs) I think you reminded me of it because of, of course, our future dreaming has got to be made of ingredients that have been already experienced and resonated with and kind of desired to have more of. But there's nobody doing it. It just seems to be this movement of life in order to experience this infinite unknown. I mean, there's <laughs> there's so much. Yeah. And the fact that no one's doing it, to me, also connected back to this feeling of, you know, kind of observing or tracking mm-hmm. a wild animal, which is, I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it's going. You don't know where the <laughs> instinct to track it came from. That's the whole yeah. thing. Like, how do I stop wanting something? You're not wanting, you're not starting the wanting. So yeah. you don't, that, there, you can't stop it. Yeah, that's, I think that 
I, I really want to repeat that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's the, the same conversation we've had before around not wanting to believe something. Like yeah. How do you stop believing something you, that you believe is the same thing? How do you stop wanting something that you want? Yeah. And it's, it's really knowing it, that it, it has, it, it, it's an experience itself that, that has movement and flow to it that we can track that itself as the desire in specific, right? Just the phenomena of wanting anything at all, right? Of the phenomena mm-hmm. of believing anything at all or knowing anything at all. It just is, appears. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the, to what you said around the feeling, those, those were the huge portals for me. And I love journaling. So I love coming up with really good questions to to just put down on paper and then see what comes out. And you know what? That was the first one that that really popped for me was like, why do I think the feeling is that I'm going to get in achieving this? Like, what is it that, who is it that I think I'm going to become in achieving this, right? Like, who is the person that that is transforming here? And then just seeing what that does to the dream, Right to the specifics, seeing how it shifts, seeing how um, your perspective and point of view kind of change uh, within that dream scenario, and those were kind of some playful ways that I started, you know, to really interact with this dreamy world that had been so heavy for me for a long time. Right, like. Every I would get my planners and I would get my, you know, my new pencils and pens and map out my dreams for the year. And then six weeks later, I was, you know, so upset about how I wasn't on track anymore. And I had, um, here I was again, the kind of person that can't, you know, all these stories. And then letting that dissolve into this being curious about what was this dream in the first place? What did I think that dream would get me? And who would it get it? Who would be the one getting it on the yeah. other end of it? Yeah. Well, that's the the elephant in the room, isn't it? Yeah. Because the, the stakes are really, really high if it's a promise for the person or a, a new person or a better person. Yeah. There are no stakes for the sake of just dreaming and playing in the dream like you said the the little details start to inform the tracking the little details start to change and shift the little the the journey towards uh recognizing the the breadcrumbs it's a much yeah. more intimate uh, ironically and much more intimate experience than the personal need of a either a threat of not reaching it or a promise of reaching it, which are the same thing. Threat, promise are the same. Yeah. And to be the way that that experience has shifted for me to dream as the dream is to realize that what that future is made of is exactly what I'm made of right now. Mm -hmm. And 
that that feeling that exists with this little tag of a future that I'm moving towards is available in this moment. Otherwise, it could not. It could not be in the mind theater. It could not exist in the mind theater. So to me, dreaming now is, you use the perfect word, it's such an intimate way to be in how life is showing up for me in the present moment with a little bit of a shimmer around it, but very much immediate. Yeah. In, in what's showing up for me and, and all the ideas of who I think I am and how I think I can get life right. All those stories swirling around it. I have the biggest smile on my face when you said, the dream is made of the same dream stuff that I, that I am made of right now. You didn't say it like that, but that's it's what was heard kind of swirling around. It's, it's such a different landscape to, to dream as the dream rather than to dream as a, a small, frightened, needy, unworthy self-idea that wants to turn into the shimmering dream one day, which yeah. will never happen. Yeah. I mean, don't we, have a, don't we have an episode called You'll Never Be What You Want to Be? Yes. <laughs> what you think you are? <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Forget the number, but we definitely yeah. have that. And to me, it's, it's that is this alertness and, you know, going mm-hmm. back to how this conversation started and, and how this topic started with this conversation with my mom. It's around this alertness to the present moment and to the next track, what feels like a next track. And then not trying to find the sequence or the continuity of those tracks, but always being in that first Mm -hmm. next track. And that is when I sit back and really, really ask myself that question. What do I think I'm going to get out of achieving this? What is it that I think is, what is the promise? Mm -hmm. It's always that. It's just this, this immediate feeling. And that is not a feeling of achievement or success or, but it has a sense of completeness. Right now. Right now. Yeah. That's the difference. Maybe that's why I feel like I don't have goals. Yeah. Because that word is unnecessarily couched in a future that I have seen does not exist. Yeah. For me, I have a lot of goals. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I am of a different archetype here. Um, I have a lot of goals. Uh, and some of them are very specific and some of them are very generic in general, which is also fascinating to see. Um, but they feel like these... It, what's funny about goals, I guess I'll say what, what has shifted for me maybe not in quantity, but quality of goals, (laughs) is that they disappear when I'm not thinking about them. Uh (laughs) They sure do, don't they? So I guess I don't have goals, right? Uh, (laughs) Unless I'm thinking about them. Mm -hmm. So realizing that, uh, (laughs) 
uh, has been really fun, right? Yes. To see that they can feel heavy or exciting or, and then all of a sudden they're not there at all. So that's, that's something that, that I've, that's become very playful for me. And so, so I want to, I want to start closing with these questions that I, I realized there was some underlying um, stories that were leading to a lot of goal setting and dreaming and promises. And, and that was that I have a story. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one about what it looks like to get life right. Mm. Oh boy. And when dreams and, and goals come from that place, that there is such thing as getting life right. Um, that's where I found myself in the wasteland a lot with that heaviness and that disappointment. Mm -hmm. So I started asking myself the question, if, if there is no such thing as getting life, life right, what am I willing to let myself dream? What would I dare dream if I had no past? And there's often just a, a lot of silence, <laughs> and which seems to be a theme on a lot of our uh, questions uh, that that we we like to leave you with, um, and that that silence is replete with um, everything that you need to know for the first next track moment to moment so i'll i'll close with a quote uh, from probably the most prolific writer of what dreams are and what the dreaming is and that would be william shakespeare from a midsummer night's dream he says are you sure that we're awake it seems to me that yet we sleep, we dream. This has been the Wonderland Podcast. If you'd like to explore further with Amanda or Alex, visit Amanda's website at uncoverispace.com or Alex's website at kanemacoaching.com. <laughs>